When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2517, Four Steps to Conquer Self-Sabotage by Jovelle Allengai with digtofly.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy that reads you articles or book excerpts, stories or essays every day, including holidays for over six years and 2,500 episodes covering personal development or self-help, how to live a better life and a lot more, always with permission from the authors or websites. And with that, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Four Steps to Conquer Self-Sabotage by Jovelle Allengard with digtofly.com. The habit of self-sabotage is both the cause and effect of low self-esteem. Not believing in your abilities, strengths, and talents can make you question your every move. Whenever you have fears of not being good enough, it plants thoughts of self-doubt and inadequacy, leaving you depleted of energy and robbing you of your momentum. As a master of self-sabotage myself, I found that the only way to stop sabotaging my life was to simply stop listening to my inner critic who was always so harshly judgmental. With conscious effort, you can achieve what I did as I describe here. I learned to silence my inner critic and let myself be and do what I knew all along I was capable of doing, but too afraid to do so. Step one, understand the monster behind self-sabotage. The first step to conquering self-sabotage is to really understand what it means and what it entails. According to author and inspirational speaker, Alice B. Corn and Selby, self-sabotage is, quote, when we say we want something and then go about making sure it doesn't happen, end quote. Self-sabotage is our compulsive urge to protect ourselves, but as a result, we deny ourselves the opportunity to take risks, learn, fail, and succeed. Our fears keep us from growing and maturing. Step two, understand that you're in control. The second step to conquering self-sabotage is to understand that no matter how sly your inner critic might be, you can shut it off, ignore it, drown it out, or whatever words resonate with you whenever you want. I like to call my technique the critic switch. Once I become aware of self-sabotaging thoughts, like, what are you doing? Everyone will laugh at your presentation. Oh, you've eaten a cookie, now your diet is wrecked. Better eat the whole box. I silence this critic and take charge instead. Listen on to find out how. Step three, taking matters into your own hands. I turn each inner dialogue into a pick-me-up talk. To achieve this, I have a two-step strategy. 
First, I challenge the validity of my inner critic's claims and then frame my actions in a positive context. I look for rationality and positivity, where at first there seems nothing but the fear of failure or ridicule, or at least intense self-consciousness. For instance, when I look at a job announcement and ponder whether I should apply or not, my inner critic would immediately start trying to replace my thoughts of new opportunities for personal growth and career development with bitter words and doubt. I shouldn't probably even bother. Hundreds of other applicants might have already applied. Besides, I don't know if I'm actually good in human resources. I wouldn't last a day at the job. Such negative statements are red flags. I've learned to instantly recognize them and I fight back straight away. I consciously choose to stop thinking about these comments and I deliberately focus on my accomplishments and successes, my skills, and the unique features of my personality that others admire and respect. By offering myself much more hopeful alternatives, this gives me the clarity I need to analyze the situation and see it for what it is. I like to think of this strategy as a technique for teaching my inner critic a new language. I ask that voice to reconsider its beliefs and I gently challenge its credibility, thus allowing me to see the situation from a different, hopeful perspective without challenging the role of my inner critic, which is always trying to protect me from what it perceives as a potential threat. And step number four, offering yourself viable alternatives. After that negative voice has been assuaged, I keep it from piping up again by proposing a new way of looking at reality. I come up with alluring and viable solutions so that I can reframe my reality in ways that are healthy, progress-focused, and positive. The premise is simple. If your repertoire only consists of action-oriented, fearless thoughts, then the only way is up. So instead of feeling insecure, inadequate, and more likely unsuitable for the job, I ask myself to take a better look at my assets, e.g. I consider how I manage to offer great solutions under pressure or how I'm amazingly good at managing and improving others' performance discreetly but effectively. This is a technique I found to be applicable whenever my inner critic tries to convince me of my so-called inadequacies. I won't lie to you, the first few times I defied my inner critic and started building bridges rather than demolishing them, it was very frightening because I was afraid I would fail. But the result was rewarding and further motivated me to keep challenging whatever my inner critic is saying when I wanted something more. Compliantly obeying your inner critic makes it awfully hard to take risks, to explore, even to have fun. But I've learned that to really quiet my inner critic, I had to find a supporter, someone who would believe in me, boost my confidence, and respect my qualities. I found this person not in my family or my closest friends, but in myself. I realized that the only thing I had to do is differentiate my inner critic from my bigger self. I want to explore and learn and grow and not always listen to my fearful inner critic who doesn't know that's a very important part of who I am. Simple words such as rationality and logic, challenge and belief, help me see myself for who I am and not who my inner critic believes me to be. You just listened to the post titled Four Steps to Conquer Self-Sabotage by Jovelle Allengod with digtofly.com. Thank you to Jovelle for the post. I've mentioned this before when we talked about our own shortcomings. I prefer not calling the thing that's creating self-sabotage within us 
a monster or something really negative, because I find that the more we sort of demonize a part of ourselves, it's having almost the opposite effect. I think it's putting too much focus on it. Whereas if we see it as something a bit more neutral, like a backpack we're carrying, then we can be aware of it, not judge it too harshly or focus on it too much, simply try to let it go gently. It's a small little nuance in semantics kind of, but I think it can make a difference in how we approach these things. And this whole idea comes back to what we talked about yesterday, this idea of awareness. If we don't know that we're being overly self-critical or that we're self-sabotaging, if it just happens when we're not even thinking about it, we can't make any progress. Simply hearing this article might help, but it might not. I think an important thing to do here is to critically think about your own life to see if what was mentioned sounds familiar to you and then working to become aware when it's happening in that moment. Like we talked about yesterday, some of the best tools for awareness are meditation and journaling. Both require patience and discipline, but they regularly come up because they're so effective. So keep up the awareness and critical thinking. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and being here, and I'll see you back here tomorrow, as usual, where your optimal life awaits.